You have to use your voice. Um, you know, all the female superheroes that I look up to, they all spoke up, they all had their own voice. Um, so I was always inspired by that, that ability to use your voice. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and it has been a big week in wrestling. I mean, a lot has happened. Fans are back. John Cena is back. We've got a new Raw Women's Champion. So much is happening, and I can't wait to talk about it with the person that I just mentioned, the new Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash. Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Look how, oh, look, thank you so much, I'm so excited. How does it feel just to just have that on your shoulder today? Oh, you noticed. Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> um, it feels absolutely incredible, Ryan. The last few days have been a whirlwind. It's been an absolute a roller coaster, and I'm just so excited to be on this roller coaster. And it's time to, you know, fasten the seatbelt and away we go, up, up and away, as they would say, as the superheroes would say. Well, <laughs> you know, on the topic of just like you being ready, you know, how does it feel? to finally be getting this opportunity. You know, you've been in WWE for a while now, but now you're finally getting the opportunity to, to stand out on your own as a singles competitor with the Raw Women's Championship. Just how does it feel to have the company giving you that kind of uh, love? It feels incredible, um, feels wonderful, and feels that, you know, I've been given this ball and I'm going to run with it as fast as I can, as far as I can, and just the, the trust um, that the company have shown by, you know, this wonderful opportunity. I just, I want to, you know, I'm going to make the most of it and I'm going to represent this company and represent this women's division like a superhero because I'm almost a superhero. <laughs> so, okay, on that topic, you know, almost a superhero. So how much of your real true self would you say there is in your character on TV right now then? So much. <laughs> I put on the cape. I put on the cape and the mask and it feels like I can try anything. And that's really where we, that's the message of this whole, this whole thing. It's like, you know, you, you don't have to have superpowers to be kind. You don't have to have superpowers to be good to people. You don't have to, you know, I can't fly, unfortunately. It just depends how much coffee I've had, Ryan. Can't fly just yet. And I don't have super strength or super speed, but you know, I, I want to do it right. I want to do what's, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be an amazing role model for, for young kids and young ladies and guys and just everyone. And just show that you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero. And with, with this, I think that you, you see so much of me in this and the enthusiasm and the bubbliness and the hyperactive like hyperactiveness. I don't know if that's the word. I think it is. I think it is. The excitement. Oh. Yeah, I think so, right? Hyperactivity maybe, <laughs> uh, but it still it still works. Yeah, right? I think so. I think so too. Um, and I think you get to see like the playful side of, of Nikki. I think you, a little bit of mischief and just very, just positive and warm. Um, and I think you see so much of that. And I think that, you know, the only difference is I've put on a cape and a mask. Well, I mean, have you always been a fairly creative person? Because I feel like, you know, you doing this 
you know, from everything I've read and you pitching it yourself and, and you kind of being the person that pushed for this, have you always been a creative person like that? Because, you know, creating a whole character from scratch isn't easy. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, is, is this something that you always kind of had in you? Well, Ryan, I mean, I'm sure my drama teacher in high school would say I was a very creative person. Um, for, for me, we have such an incredible and wonderful team here at WWE who, when we, we pitched this character and then everyone just came on board and pulled together and, like, just really came up with something that I'm so, so, so fulfilled by. It's so satisfying to see it brought to life. And it was a, it was a, you know, the collaboration and the team just we we came together and we just we created something so special, Ryan. And I'm just I'm just so happy and me and yeah, me. Were you always kind of a character? Because <laughs> you mentioned doing drama in high school, so you did drama in high school. That means you probably were a little bit of a ham, I assume. Oh, you know, oh, you know, you know. Yes, um, I just I love those. You know, when I first started watching WWE, I, you know, I was a young girl and I loved the soap opera and the big characters and the, just the superstars, the larger than life. Like, I've always been a big character, always. And for me, like, this is just a natural evolution to that. And just, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think my drama teacher and any school teacher which, who had to put up with me, could attest to my big personality <laughs> and the fact that I wouldn't stop talking and they would have to kick me out of the classroom sometimes. It's funny for me to hear you say that <laughs> because I, I'm very similar in that regard where I was always getting in trouble for talking, always getting kicked out of class. But because of that, the second I didn't have to do school anymore, I was done. Like I was like, oh, cool, graduated. Like don't have to do school anymore, laters. But when I was researching you, it seems like you love going to school. It seems like you love studying and learning. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, I, I love learning. I graduated from the University of Glasgow um, with a bachelor's in history. And then the, the, the company have been so encouraging with, with going back to further my studies and further my education. Um, and I'm right now I'm in the middle of getting my master's degree from the University of Edinburgh. It's an online course, so it's flexible and it's part-time. So, you know, I've got anywhere between two to six years to complete. Um, so I'm right, right in the middle. So two years down, two years to go, and then, you know, I'll have my master's in history. Um, I just, I love learning. I love studying and I love working my brain. Um, and I think it's, it's important to exercise your brain um, outside of wrestling and it's satisfying in its own way um, and I just I am really happy and I think that you know I just I, I always just loved history it's just something that naturally came to me in school and I always just like looking at the past learning about the past and hopefully not you know you know let's not make you know the interesting thing about history is looking back and seeing if people repeat the same mistakes you know so I think history is such a fascinating subject and um being a female superstar I've delved more into women's history um women and gender history and that has been so fascinating 
and I'm just I'm just excited to kind of keep learning, keep studying. And like I said, the company have been so encouraging and supportive with that. And it's yeah, let's, you know, PhD Nikki, superstar, superhero, almost a superhero with a PhD. <laughs> well, if okay, if you get you're gonna get the PhD, I imagine. I was gonna say if, but I can tell from your the way you are that you're gonna get that PhD. So when you get the PhD, you know. <laughs> Is it just for like you basically? Cause you already have a career. Like that's what I, that's what interests me about it. It's like, you don't need it to start a new career. Like you already have a career and you're clearly successful in it. Um, is it just for your own kind of like self-worth kind of that kind of, that kind of thing? I think it's more, it's for my, it's just to always advance myself and always further myself and just push myself because I really like creating goals and missions and aims. And this is just a this is a goal of mine, and I just want to use it to further my own knowledge and enrich my own life and enrich my, you know, understanding of the world and how the world works and and how and to understand that that's you that's why you have to look at the past and look at history and just and it's just so it's so incredibly interesting to me. Like I could talk about history, um, for I could talk about history. Um, all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. You've gone to school enough for it. You better, you better be able to talk about it. Um, and, yeah, and I totally understand that. You know, I, as much as I don't like reading history, I watch so many documentaries because I like to learn about people. And it's probably why I ended up doing this show is because I like to like learn about people's journeys, you know, from, from point A to point B. So uh, I, I find this stuff fascinating, which is why, like, you know, I, I was wondering, since you are a superhero on TV now, you got, oh, excuse me. Almost, 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 excuse me, Ryan. almost a superhero, almost. almost a superhero. Uh, were you into reading comic books or watching superhero cartoons as a kid? For me, if I wasn't watching WWE, I was watching the X-Men cartoon and the Spider-Man cartoon, the, the 90s, like the X-Men, da na 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 da na 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 uh, I was obsessed with Rogue when I first started in, in the industry. I actually was going to call myself Rogue. I ended up calling myself Nikki Storm. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nikki Storm. Of course. Um, I was going to call myself Rogue and uh, just because I was so in love with that show. And then I settled on, you know, ended up going with Nikki Storm. And Storm was also an X-Men character. So you can tell which female superheroes I love. Um, and yeah, and I think get you know growing up and just watching Marvel and watching the D the DC movies. Like I'm just such a huge fan of superhero movies and television shows, and I love being able to take you know my you know the love of of WWE and professional wrestling and putting that with superheroes and you know just creating this wonderful message. Yeah, I it's funny that you say that because. I was the same way. Like I never really read the comic books, but I loved all the cartoons. I love all the Marvel shows. I love every single superhero movie that comes out. Well, I don't love it, but I enjoy going out. I'm interested in every single one of them. So I, I completely understand that. I, I, I was the same way. Uh, do you? Th so wait, Nikki Storm was because of X Men. Is that what? That's where Storm came from. It was one of the inspirations. Okay. It was one of them. I mean, we always liked that thing of, uh, there was this image of like a storm in a teacup, which, okay, so storm in a teacup is actually something where like you make a big deal out of nothing. Yep. 
Um, so it's like a very, you know, like, so it wasn't really what I thought it meant. I thought it was like, I thought, you know, I was 18 years old. It was like a storm in a, in a teacup, like a, a bull in a china shop, because <laughs> I've always had that like bull in a china shop, like this big personality. And so that's what I thought it was. And later on, I found out no storm in a teacup is like when you make a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> but I was like, oh, well, to be honest, that kind of, that works fine too. Um, you know, and then storm obviously, was the the X-Men character who, had, who I've just spoken of. And, you know, one of the ideas was Nikki Starr, um, but I just preferred Storm. Like, you know, I love, you know, stormy weather. You know, there's a lot of plays and puns on stormy weather. And then now, you know, being so influenced and inspired by the hurricane, it kind of seemed like Nikki Storm and it just, it made this beautiful kind of fake thing. And I always had the lightning sparks and the lightning bolts on my on my costume. So it's only fitting that these almost a superhero costume also has lightning bolts around the butterfly. Well, so when did you decide then that you wanted to make a change? Was there any like in particular instance that pushed you to be like, all right, I need to do something different on TV now? It was over time, over time. It's the, you know, we, we'd, we had, um, we had, we were in the tag. I was in the tag team with with Alexa, and then that story that story came to the that story came and she moved more in the direction with Bray with Bray Wyatt, and for me I was on this new journey of figuring out what I wanted to do, and it was just such a natural and organic thing where I was like, oh my goodness, this this could be so cool and so fun. Um, so it was just a very very organic natural process over time. So then. Well, oh, there's me. I see me in the screen. There's me. <laughs> you threw out history here. It's it, it's nice having the wall with all the fancy <laughs> pictures here. Um, but, oh yes, that picture too. <laughs> so then there wasn't like one particular time where you were like, all right, like because I, I even if it was uh, you know over time, you know making the decision to finally like to do it yourself does take a lot. Like it's not a small feat. There, there wasn't anything where you were like, all right, like like this needs to be the thing that I do. Like, I, you seem passionate about it. Like, when, the, when it came to your mind, is that when it was? You're like, you know what? I've got this idea. I'll at least start putting my energy into that. It was, so we did Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble, that was, um, we had a really cool story leading up to the Royal Rumble and w w that we were exploring on our digital platforms because we have the most amazing digital team and on social media we were doing these videos and we were exploring these different sides of Nikki Cross exploring different aspects and layers and then Royal Rumble happened and it was such a cool moment getting to do running out for the Royal Rumble qualifying for the Royal Rumble being in the Royal Rumble and it was the night after the Royal Rumble and it was just like okay this is the right time like it felt like the perfect time and you know we had the Black Widow movie coming out these um WandaVision, Scarlet Witch, that, that, you know, that was so successful at streaming on Disney Plus. And with, there was so much going on and it just felt like the right time, felt like the perfect time to start, okay, let's go. You know, let's think about this. How do we do this? You know, and it was just, I, I think so I, would, I would pinpoint Royal Rumble. Um, once we did that, it seemed like the natural fit then. Well, okay, so what was step one then? When you had the, the idea, what was the first thing that you did to start putting the look together? So the first thing I did was I actually asked 
um, an artist um, that, that I know to to do like like a cartoon, like a, a little tune drawing because the set, you know, the the when we started to explore it, I was like, okay, so this is going to be something super positive role model for children, the younger audiences. So how do we do that? And then that, you know, I thought cartoons. So let's present the characters, this spunky, this cute, this like very energetic dynamite, like stick of dynamite, you know? So we we actually had a little concept cartoon. And then I looked into the looked into the research. Okay, so what what Wonder Woman you know how what was the what were the numbers like at the box office okay we know it was successful but how much money did it make how much money did captain marvel make looking at like the success especially of female-led superhero movies and female-led television shows because supergirl you've got batgirl you've got wandavision you had black widow coming out you're the captain marvel wonder woman the the female-led franchises and the female-led movies was what I wanted to really, really focus on and show that there's been such a huge success and it's inspirational. Like I went to see Wonder Woman with my mum in Scotland. We were, I was home for Christmas. Um, I, sorry, I think it was during the summer we were, I was able to go home during the summer. So I usually try and go home at Christmas time too. And we went to go and see Wonder Woman and I, I was crying, like I sobbed. I was watching this movie and I was, tears in my eyes and then I looked over at my mom and she also had tears in her eyes and you know I have younger nephews too and that they love they're obsessed with superheroes my nephew's favorite one is the incredible hulk so it was just that was just the you see how much it can touch people's lives and WWE we also want to touch people's lives and connect with families and people of all all ages and I think superheroes in WWE, we we want to unite people, and for me, that that's just the that that that's when I'm that's just what I wanted to explore and see how that's connected with people and how we can make this relatable. How how do we bring this to WWE in 2021? Um, those were the those were the those were the kind of first those were the first few things that. But the my thing was the let's get this image and let's let's portray this like in the cartoon really helped with that. And I think it really captured the, my energy. So uh, the image that's Rob Downey, right? The, that's the one that he shared. Yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. Cause that image does, does kind of give you such a good idea of the character when you see it. I saw him tweet about it. Um, I just want to say, I think that is so smart what you just said. Like, I feel like most people when pitching a new character like you were doing would not go to the business aspect like that right away of being like instead they'd be like look how great this would be it could help to, with tv with this and it'd be fun for that and we could use it in backstage segments but i think it's fascinating that you spoke to the business mind of the people that you were going to be talking to and being like look at black widow look at wonder woman look at the mcu like look at all these things and that seemed i'm assuming that helped convince them to do this more than anything else of being like, well, that's a really good point. It's a good business point. <laughs> I think there's also the heart of it though. I think there's such a, there's such a human connection and what we're trying to do because right off the bat, you know, we debuted the character and then I spoke about it on Raw Talk that same night. And I really wanted to make it clear. Like, I know I don't have superpowers, but the idea is 
that you put on the cape and the mask and you feel like you can try anything and you might fall down but you can all you always get back up you always pick yourself up and I think that there is the there is 100 there's the there's the business aspect of it but there's also this very human there's this really lovely message that we're really trying to portray and really put forward and so it's the, the human connection and the the heart of the character the heart of the whole message I think to like to me that's the that's the part that I I love that's the part which I I connect with um and you know the the business the business and the marketing and the brand and that's obviously that's a bonus but it the message is what we're trying to put towards our our kids and our younger audiences and our younger fans and the younger members of the the WWE universe totally that's actually that's part like those two things are why I find it so fascinating because it's like kind of like with this show you know it was like I told them like you know, like I'd love to do these longer interviews. And it was like, well, why should we do that? And I had to explain to them like, well, here, like, here's why, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a place for it. You know, there's a want for it. People like these kinds of things. And I had to convince them the business side so that I could do the personal side that I like of finding out these people's, you know, journeys and who they are as people. So I just think that's so cool that you like, that you did what needed to be done to make the thing happen that you, that would make you happy. And I, I think that's super cool. Did you ever though, in that time, when you were coming up with a character and you were thinking of, of, of a way to kind of change things up on TV, did you ever think about being, you know, kind of thinking of something a little more dark since you had had success with that in the past in NXT? No, no. for me, it was, um, it, no, it was all like, I think that this is something that can go in so many different directions. There's so many different stories we can tell. It's such a versatile thing. And I think we can put like, so many different stories and characters and other superstars. It can, you know, we can play off and delve deeper into that. But for me, instantly, the, the character was always, always, always supposed to be um, something very positive, something light, something joyful, something fun, something playful, a little bit mischievous, um, mischievous. I don't know. That time you had it right. You had, you had it right. It was fine. It's fine. Um, you know, so for me, the character was always supposed to be this burst of light, this kind of lightning bolt, you know, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it was, don't get me, there's so many different ways that we can do this and there's so many different avenues to explore, but on, an, when I was, when we were talking about it, when we were discussing it, it was always just meant to be so fun and joyful. Now, I, personally, I just think it's important to bet on yourself too. Like I, that's really ultimately when I look oh, at you yeah. and what you've done, like you've been betting on yourself for so long, it seems to me like, and, it, and that's not an easy thing to just have faith in your abilities like that. Thank you, thank you, and and very much so. You have to bet on yourself, and you have to fight for yourself. You have to use your voice. Um, you know, all the female superheroes that I look up to, they all spoke up. They all had their own voice. Um, so I was always inspired by that—that that ability to use your voice. And we 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 have a wonderful team. They heard, the, you know, they heard the pitch, and we green lit it. And it was. Like I said, it was it was a collaboration. It was some you know amazing teamwork, um, and everyone just wanted this to succeed, and that's such an amazing feeling. And so you know you you bet on yourself, you fight for yourself, you use your voice, and then work with others too, and find out everyone's ideas, and then discuss it, and then just have have like this melting pot and this hot pot of like creativity 
and you know in the team let me nourish that idea and like and nurtured that so I think it was just it was like I said you know always you know um always bet on yourself and it was just wonderful that the team greenlit it and we came together and came up with something special since this was like a six-month process and you had been such a big uh proponent of it when you finally debuted this character on tv and the internet was filled with everyone just assuming this had been something that assigned to you and that you weren't into it or whatever how did that make you feel for me, so we we deb we debuted, and I was like, "Let's go, let's go." We've been we've been we've been talking we've been talking about this. Let's go. I was so so excited. And then for me, like when um, like we did the episode, we 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 showed Raw, we showed the debut, and everyone was talking about it. And I was like, "Yes, everyone was talking." And for me, I saw so much positivity. I saw the fan art. Um, you know, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, like I love sharing the fan art. And I think that that was a sign that it connected. Um, it was a sign that we had done something. We, there was a spark here. Um, so I saw a lot of the positivity. And for me, I had a, one of my best friends in Scotland. She has two, two, two little girls and they call me Auntie Nikki. Um, you know, and they're like, you know, they're nine years old, um, nine years old and, and four years old. And she'd sent me a picture that her daughter, you know, I, I keep going to say my niece, her daughter, but they call me Auntie Nikki. And um, she drew a picture of me. And it was, you know, she was a great, great little artist. She's like a little Picasso in the making. And, uh, you know, when she sent me that, and I just was like, I started crying because I was like, that's, that's exactly, that's the nine year, you know, her nine year old drew me a picture, drew a picture of, you know, Auntie Nikki and, you know, the almost a superhero costume. And for me, there's like, that's what I saw. I saw the positivity. I read the lovely messages from people, the people saying it inspired them, it empowered them. Um, for me, that that's what I focused on. That's what I concentrated on. That's what I, that's what I used. Like that's the, and I just love the fact that everyone was talking about it because, um, you know, we've spoke about it. I've got this big personality. So I'm like, oh, yes, you know, talk away, talk away. Um, and I just I, I think it, you know, it, it was something different. It was people were like, what's Nikki up to? You know, what's Nikki doing? And Nikki is almost a superhero and now is also Raw Women's Champion after cashing in the 2021 money in the bank contract so for me i people are talking i love it and uh up, up in a way as the superheroes say well let's say at the royal rumble i told you mm -hmm. I, I was like nikki i'm from the future and i'm letting you know that in a few months <laughs> from the future well this is a hypothetical situation here but let's uh, say i had access to a time machine and i went back to you at the royal rumble and i told you in a few months <laughs> you're gonna be winning the money in the bank contract later in the year in front of a packed arena filled with people would you have believed me um i mean the last few days ryan have been so surreal um it really doesn't feel real it feels like a dream um, and I even said it on my Twitter and Instagram, I was like, please don't wake me up. Like, this feels like a dream. Um, so I, if you told me at the Royal Rumble, you know, I, I don't know if I would have, I don't know if I would have believed you. Um, but at the same time, like, I believed in this idea so much. Like, there was, 
there was there was in the process there was never a doubt in my mind like I believed in this so much and I believe in this so much so I'm I was like I believe in this so much so the fact that it's brought me success and it's brought me championship gold just a little peek just another show to us again please thank you um and it you know brought me the contract the money in the bank contract um you know so it's kind of yeah like always believe in yourself um and i believe in the idea and it's brought me success it's brought me the most success i've ever seen in my career and i think that's a message to people to believe in themselves you know no matter what um no matter what the odds are you know believe in yourself like and you can you'll, you'll do great things um and it can be scary it can be you know a little frightening it can be a little intimidating but you just you smile you you just put your best foot forward and you just move forward. And I think that's, I think that's the message. <laughs> I, I think also, you know, I think people underestimate, not, I shouldn't say underestimate, but like, um, you know, the difficulty in betting on yourself is being worried about the results. So it's, I, I think that hearing, I think that people who are on the brink of taking that leap of, of betting on themselves for whatever it is, uh, I think it, it's helpful to hear from someone like you who did it and is now, you know, benefiting the rewards from it, you know, the fact that you're winning the, the the Raw Women's Championship, the fact that you have your not niece writing drawing pictures of you, like all of these things, like are so cool to me. And I just I just think that I, I hope that anybody listening to this know like gets it, it gets through to them that like that you know having confidence in yourself in in your abilities really can take can make you happy if you just take the leap. Take the leap, like you know, take the leap. I'm. Take the leap, fly. Well, I still can't fly. That's why I'm almost a superhero. Yeah. But I'll fly one day, Ryan. I'll fly one. Don't jump off anything too high, people. To, to, to... No, not too high. The top turnbuckles, you know, that's good enough. That's I'm happy with that. And it, you know, you know, it led me to defeating Charlotte Flair, um, multiple time women's champion. So, you know, I flew a little bit on Monday, a little bit off the air, you know, a little bit. Well, Charlotte was on my show last week and she talked about some of the criticisms that she receives from fans who call her like selfish and stuff like that. Since she's the one that you got the pin on Monday against uh, to win your first singles title in WWE, what do you think about some of the criticisms that she receives from fans? I mean, Charlotte Flair's the, she's the queen. You know, she is a multiple time women's champion. She is Charlotte Flair. So for me, like she's, she's amazing. You know, she she is like in the ring. She's had some of the most historical, legendary matches of our women's division. So the prospect of you know the prospect of being in matches with her and competing against her, and you know having those matches like that excites me. That ex that excites me, and I think she, like she, the the criticism she receives, um, you know, and. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unfair. Like, and I think she plays such an amazing villain on television. Um, like I said, she's the evil queen. And I think she plays that character so well and she does an amazing job. And I think, you know, sometimes the, the, the criticism is just like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't. It's a bit um, much sometimes. It's unfair, and I, like I said, because but you know she she plays the perfect villain, and every superhero, every hero needs a villain, and that's what we're doing, Ryan. We're creating these stories, we're portraying these 
these characters and we're, we're on, you know, we're producing weekly live television. And I am, for me, I'm so excited at the prospect of, you know, we explore this story more and let's see where we go. Let's see where the evil queen goes with the superhero. Let's see where we're at with that. Let's see where we go. And that's what excites me. And that's what I want to focus on. And, you know, she just, she plays such an amazing villain. Um, but, and I know that Charlotte's dedication and passion for this business, like no matter what happens in the ring, no matter what happens on television between Nikki A.S.H. and Charlotte Flair, I respect Charlotte's passion and dedication for WWE, her passion and dedication for this business, and her, how she represents the company when she has the Women's Championship is commendable. She represents this championship with pride, and now that I am the Raw Women's Champion, I want to make... I want to make it even more super. I want to make it more spectacular, more wonderful. Um, I want to continue, continue, continue to keep elevating it and continue what she's done with elevating the division and our full division. Um, you know, we have such a talented crop of ladies, such a diverse and talented and versatile and wonderful division. And I, as the Royal Women's Champion, I'm representing our local room. I'm representing our company, I'm representing our division. And, you know, I'm taking that. Charlotte's been doing that. Um, Rhea Ripley's been doing that. And now it's now it's Nikki Cross's turn. Now, now it's Nikki ASH's turn to do that. How I'm excited. I just, I can't wait to tell these stories. Well, how excited are you to do that and tell those stories in front of fans again? Because I feel like it must have been oh amazing God. getting to win that Money in, the Bank, Money in the Bank briefcase and win the title in front of people this time. So it was a it was a fairy tale, like it was a fairy tale. Um, I couldn't have imagined it better. Like the, I'll never forget running down the ramp Monday night and just hearing the crowd in Dallas. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that moment. Um, it was just so incredible. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, it yeah it it was I couldn't have imagined anything better. I mean, were you nervous since it had been so long since you'd been in front of people? <laughs> I, I was just really, really, really excited. And I was just like, let me get down there as fast as I can. <laughs> and I think it's funny when I, I watched it back recently on the bump uh, this morning and I, you just see my little legs and I'm running as fast <laughs> as I can. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm bloody cashing this in, <laughs> you know? And I, I think I was just so excited. I think uh, on Sunday with the Money in the Bank, the ladder match and that you know the there was nerves there was butterflies there was excitement there was everything and you just wanted you just want to go out there and feel that reaction and feel that emotion and feel that connection and you're also nervous but you're excited nervous um because this is what we do and we're back where we belong we're back we're back in front of our universe you know and talking about that run that you made to the ring it always reminds me of when i was at wrestlemania and seth rollins cashed in and he had to run to the ring and it's like he had to run the length of a football field like i feel like the wrestlemania stage is so big you know so he he's just like running at full speed down that ramp or whatever and he i i i'm amazed that he was able to get there as fast as he did when he did it because that was like so such a long run i feel like you have so much time to think when you're doing that 
Oh, it was a, it was weird because this morning I said, I was like, in one hand, it was this blur. It was this tornado of like emotions and memories and thinking of like the journey in my family, my husband, my friends, like, like it, it was this tornado of like this whirlwind, this hurricane, pardon the pun, <laughs> uh, of emotions. But then also there was this like, this weird like, calmness this serenity this kind of yeah this this was where I was meant to be this is what I was meant to be doing and it was just this weird kind of mix of like chaos and utter just contentment of like this is this feels so right this feels so perfect with you challenging for the Raw Women's title this Monday, I saw a cool stat afterward that said that your title win makes it so that you're the first superstar with televised opportunities at all four WWE Women's Singles Championships. You had the, the NXT Women's title at TakeOver San Antonio. You challenged for the SmackDown Women's title at Extreme Rules 2019, the NXT UK Women's title at Worlds Collide 2019, and now Raw this Monday. I wanted to ask you a couple questions about some of these matches just because uh i kind of you know you were at different points in your career at each one so i'm wondering you know with with takeover san antonio how helpful were your matches with oscar in establishing yourself in establishing yourself as your own entity outside you know within sanity so crucial so 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 crucial that the last woman standing match at full sale was to this you know that has been the proudest proudest match of my career every it just felt perfect like every moment every second that story that was exactly what we were trying to tell and i'm so so proud of that and Asta was an essential part of that and i think it was letting people know that nikki nikki cross sanity nikki you know chaotic nikki you know that was she she was she was here she was a, you know i'll use the word again she was a world one she was a tornado and um and I, I it was so vital and i think that i love that evolution over the last five years so you go from last man's last woman standing match with Asuka, last man standing last woman standing um you know you go from that and then you go from everything that's happened everything i've been everything that's happened in the last five years and then it, you, you think of this and you're like, it just feels like this insane journey that was just, and it started there. It started in NXT. It started with Ask. It started with Sanity and being able to work with those guys and learn from those guys. It was so vital. And so that, like that, we, that brought me here. That, that was so crucial in establishing me, um, you know, kind of on my own as a singles competitor. I think that sometimes when you're when you're starting in your career, you don't always realize that you're like putting puzzle pieces together. Cause you know, like when you're making a puzzle, you don't always see what it's gonna look like necessarily. It's kind of like there's a piece here, there's a piece there, and they're kind of like slowly coming together. And it's 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 cool to be able to like when you finally have it close and you're to like, oh, that's what it's gonna look like. This is this is cool. I'm satisfied with all the work that I put into making this puzzle now. That's kind of what I feel like with the things like The Last Man Standing and your team with Alexa Bliss and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all it's all been part of the journey. It's all been part of it. The the the, the singles run in NXT, the the run with Sanity, um, being at ringside for their matches, the matches with Asuka, 
doing the takeover matches and then coming up to Raw, coming to SmackDown, being the, the tag team with Alexa, the tag team championships. And then me and Asuka again, you know, Kabuki Warriors ver versus me and Alexa. We opened WrestleMania last year uh, for the, the women's tag team championships. And so it's, you know, it, I think it's just, and then the story, the last six months and, you know, the split with Alexa and it's just, it's all came together. And then there's stuff that I've kind of, you know, took from my independent career too, like, you know, best in the galaxy and this over the topness and this larger than life. There's been aspects and drawn in from that over the years too. Um, and then it's just, and it's just, we've brought everything in and it's just amazing. Well, Extreme Rules 2019, that was when you and Alexa Bliss challenged Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. And you've talked about Alexa Bliss here. Um, I just feel like, you know, the, the grouping with you guys, it was another time where people were like, what? That's not Nikki Cross. That's not how she is. And then you ended up owning it and people really liked it. Um, how, how helpful would you say that Alexa Bliss was in establishing your main roster character? Alexa, you know, Alexa's amazing. Do you know what I mean? She, me and her, we, 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 we worked so well as a team. And I think people loved our dynamic. They loved the fact that, you know, she's very cool and calm and collected. And I was just this, this like, you know, caffeine-fueled little, sh like, sugar monster. You know, <laughs> like, always bouncing off the walls. And what I loved about our dynamic and was in-ring and outside the ring, you know, Alexa kind of stopped me like bouncing off the walls so much. And I actually said that in a promo, um, an interview we did on Raw during the, you know, last year. Um, in the, um, and I think that that was such a cool thing. And when the character first started and with Alexa, and you saw a more innocent side, a more vulnerable side, a more sympathetic side, you know, the new girl trying to fit in, but didn't quite fit in and then goes under the, the tutelage and the wing of Alexa Bliss, a multiple time women's champion. And I loved it because fans kept thinking it was going to end in tears and she was going to turn on me and she was going to betray me. Um, and that was so cool being able to play that. And then you actually just kind of see that we grew to, you know, I, I kind of made her love me, <laughs> you know, and it was, um, and it was more like, you know, I kind of taught her and I always say this about the characters and about that story was I kind of taught her how to be a true friend and she stopped me from bouncing off the walls and being so chaotic. And so that was kind of, and then, you know, the friendship kind of, you know, the, the journey kind of came to an end and the, the split kind of happened, but that was more, you know, it didn't happen because someone betrayed someone. It was just more, she took a different path that was darker with Bray Wyatt. And, and that started their story and I started my own journey that brought me here. So there's so much room to go, you know, that story with me and Alexa, I think there's so much story there that we can still go to, just like there's so many stories I can go to with the other superstars as well. So I think um, that was a crucial, again, it's like the, it's like the asking, it's like the sanity, uh, the sanity run and the Nikki Cross chaotic run. It Again, it's that puzzle piece that we need that to complete the full picture. And Alexa was wonderful to work with, you know? And so I'm just, I'm so proud of what we did. And the fact that we had everyone thinking one thing was going to happen, something else happened. And then people came and we ended up becoming two time, the first ever two time women's tag team champions.
Has it surprised you to see the direction she's taken her character and how, like, how different it is from who she seems to be as a normal person? Because it's drastically different than, you know, what she had been doing before. Did you think that that, did you see that she had that in her when you guys were teaming? Like, you know, she's a multi-time, multi-time women's champion. You know, so versatile, her character work is, her character work is second to none. So, like, watching this has been, you know, I've been watching it along with everyone else, and it's, I think it's been incredible to watch her transformation. And I, like I said, I love it. I love the fact that our stories have taken these different paths, and now I've got my transformation with being almost a superhero and being able to explore those different aspects. And for me, I've always, always, my favorite part of being in this industry, and I love being in the ring and the ring is my home. I love character work. I love interviews. I love promos. I love talking. When I was on the independent scene, I would demand a microphone before every single match. You know, I enjoy character work so much. And I love exploring different aspects of my character and different aspects and different layers. Um, so I think, you know, it's been so fun to watch, to watch her. And I'm excited for my, for my own journey and exploring those aspects and layers. You know, you being so into character work explains why you have such a clear indication of who your, this new version of your character is. You know, I think that sometimes people don't understand how important it is to like write down every single aspect of the character so that they know what it is. And I think that you clearly, in talking to you, you know who the character of Nikki Ash is better than anybody else. It's not something that was assigned to you. It's something that you believe in, something that is inside of you. And so for me, I find that very, I just find that cool. Cause I think that a lot of people don't think in that regard. They're like, okay, I rest and not to, put anyone down because I love you know I'm a fan of every superstar but I think that sometimes people's character can too often be I'm the best wrestler and I think that that doesn't have as much legs at long-term legs for everybody and I think that you know hearing that you enjoy the character work aspect of things um I think that's cool because I you know I love movies I love tv and so mm -hmm. I think it's cool that you're kind of putting that thought process into your character as well instead of just being like i'm the best wrestler i should be women's champion you know for, for me the uh the that's just the way it's i've always you know be, always been a huge fan of so many different movies and television shows like buffy the vampire slayer um and i just love when i first started watching wwe I loved this, these larger than life, over the top characters. I loved, I loved, loved superstars like Kurt Angle, um, who could just, you know, he could do everything and anything. So versatile. And when I broke into the industry, I always wanted to be versatile um, and do, because first of all, people are very multifaceted. You know, there's people have different layers and people evolve. And I think, I think characters and I think characters should should as well and i think if you're versatile and you can be put in so many different scenarios i think that's great for your career um so for me like i was always that's what i loved watching you know i watched so many of the superhero cartoons superhero movies wwe buffy the vampire slayer charmed was another one of my favorites you know like i just loved these television shows so so much and i get to do all of that now and it's just such a wonderful 
it's it's just amazing i love it <laughs> all right well okay what would you say are the top four who are your top four female superheroes of all time start at number four instead of number one if you had to pick who are the top oh four female oh superheroes according to nikki ash so just personal preference okay number four black widow okay I went to see the movie a couple of weeks ago. It's absolutely fantastic. Great. And I think that Black Widow, and I don't want to spoil anything in case people haven't seen the, those movies. Um, so I won't, I'll keep spoilers to a minimum. Um, but I think when you, you're first introduced to Black Widow in the MC universe, and she's, you think she's one thing, and then the movies add more layers to her, and then you, you think she's a lone wolf, but then she starts to, she, she has a family. She, they become, the Avengers become her family. And she's, Oh, I can't, I can't talk about it without spoiling it. Um, so just, hopefully you've seen just those Just fast movies, forward guys. a little bit if you yeah. haven't watched Black Widow. Push the fast, fast forward, forward button. You got a few, it's um, been out for a few weeks. That's on you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think when you, the Black Widow story is so empowering and it's something so pure about it. Even though she's a trained, you know, a trained assassin in the, in the stories, she's a trained assassin, a trained fighter, a trained, you know, killer she there's something so pure about what she ends up doing and her journey is just is so remarkable and i i was an even bigger fan after seeing the movie the movie um, is fantastic I, I was just, I, I actually she wasn't like one of my top mcu characters and after watching the movie i was like well now I want her back. Like we, we gotta have her. Yeah. We gotta have her back. And I'm thinking. Oh, don't spoil it. Well, no spoilers. That's, that's, not spoil, not that's not a spoiler. That's from Endgame. No, but what if you've not seen Endgame? Oh, come on! If you haven't seen Endgame, you can't care this much about me spoiling it. Well, well, you, you know, you, you know, some people just they take some time to watch. Them. A year? <laughs> it's been a year. I think a year is plenty of time. Ryan, these things take time now. Come now, these things take time. You've all been inside <laughs> for the past year. If you are that mad, you should have watched Endgame at this point. <laughs> Anybody watching this should have. You should have watched Endgame at this point. It's a great, great movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing if you haven't watched it yet. Um, and do you watch the, the MCU shows too? Oh my goodness, we've just finished Loki. And it was, I, it was insane. I've, I loved WandaVision. I loved Falcon Winter Soldier. And I'm so, Loki was fantastic. Fantastic. It was, it was so, I couldn't believe what they did with that. And then there's more shows coming out. So I'm just like, oh my goodness. I, yes. I have a tiny yeah, prediction. I love the TV. And I, this one will count as a spoiler. So for real, if you care oh. about Loki, just fast forward a tiny bit, just two minutes or push the fast Ooh. through. I'm going to wait. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Give them five seconds. Give them five seconds. Five Mississippi, four Mississippi, three Mississippi, two Mississippi, one Mississippi. I think that Black Widow is alive on one of those timelines that got messed up in the multiverse, oh. and we're going to get her back. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Ooh, ooh I love that. Okay, I'll ooh, move on. Now, now, now number three. Who's number three of your top female superheroes? I Storm from X-Men. That hence Nikki Storm. Well, not the whole reason, but that was one of the influences. Yep. So Okay, and then number two. <laughs> Rogue from X-Men. When I first broke into the industry, um, I before Nikki Storm was my decided name, I was actually gonna call myself Rogue. Uh, I was like I said, I was obsessed with the X-Men cartoon in the nineties. I Rogue has this amazing look, these amazing powers, and I was obsessed. I loved Rogue. 
so so much um so wolves number two then who's number one drum roll please da, 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 da. number one wonder woman oh duh uh, i should have figured that me. out you know for, for me wonder woman her entire message as you know spreading love spreading positivity being kind to one another that's her whole message and that's nikki ash that's that's the entire thing that i want my character to stand for is just you don't need to be a superhero to be kind and being kind being good to others that's that's what makes you a superhero not the ability to fly or being an invisible jet although i do want an invisible jet you know i want i would like I would like us to start working on an invisible jet. Call Vince, let him know. <laughs> um, you know, so the, you know, Wonder Woman, I just think her message is just so powerful, um, powerful and enlightening. So did you watch all the Snyder Cut? I, it was a, like, it, it was not, it did not feel like four hours. It felt like two hours gone by. Yeah, like, I, I was shocked. That, the, the, that so after the the one of the, the credit scene the end credits mm -hmm. that had me i was shaken up <laughs> i was very shaken up when i watched that i was really shaken up because it was so dark and i was like oh oh my lord so i, I was very shaken up <laughs> yeah i i was not like huge on the Zack snyder dc movies but that movie, the Snyder Cut, was really good. And I, I did not expect to like the Snyder Cut as much as I did. Right? Yeah, I was, like, all ready to, like, hate watch a four-hour DC movie. Like, really? Like, give me a four-hour DC movie? Can't be that good. And then I was like, no, that was actually pretty good. He didn't have to cut anything, so he got his message across fairly well. Oh, it was, oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, that's such a great, that's such a great movie. Um, all right, I've got, I've gotten to the end here. Uh, I've got three questions for you. I know, I know. I've had a blast chatting with you. I wish I could do it for longer, but uh, I've got three closing questions for you. The first is, who's your favorite superstar to wrestle against and why? Oh, you've got me. Um, I love, I'm going to have to say three. I'm, well, <laughs> oh, you're making me make choices. Uh, I love Asuka. I love Asuka because of our history. We spoke about it. Um, our history, um, she's just so talented and so amazing. And I think we pull something out of each other every time we compete against one another. I love, love, love working with Naomi. I think Naomi is just this exceptional, this fantastic, wonderful athlete. And she's just as amazing as she is in ring. She is such a wonderful person. Um, and I love sharing. And I feel so grateful and so blessed to share a locker room with her. And to say the to, to Mina is like, you know, Tamina, she really looked after me when I first came on the road. I always call her Mama Bear. But we actually, one of my favorite ever matches was a live event in San Diego against Tamina. And it was a David Goliath story. And it was probably one of my favorite matches. The crowd were super hot. And we just told this great fun story of me trying to take her off her feet. And she was like, who is this annoying little, what is this little, like, she was like swatting me away like a fly. Um, and we just, we, we did some really fun stuff in that match. And uh, so those, those are, but honestly, like we have such a talented division and, you know, you put me on the spot, Ryan. No, those are um, great choices. Cause I think Naomi and Tamina actually more than the, more than Oscar, I don't think they get enough love. So I think that it was, uh, I think that was nice to hear you say, because I think that the fans, myself and other fans, 
really would like to see more opportunities for Naomi too. I think that a lot of us, you know, are big fans of her, have been following her career for a long time now. And so um, I too, like, I think that she's fantastic in the ring. She's one of my favorite people to watch in the women's division. So it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm glad to finally hear some Naomi love on my show and Tamina obviously as well. And she, and Naomi is so innovative and so, so creative, so innovative. And there's, she does stuff which I, I have never seen someone do. Like she is just an, an incredible athlete. And I think, and Tamina's just, that's my favorite. If you had to ask me my favorite story to tell, it's that little, like David Goliath. It's that, that's my favorite story to tell in, in professional, uh, in sports entertainment, you know, professional wrestling. Like that, I love telling that story. and. Tamina and me, like, we just have a great little chemistry. Um, and again, just, yep, all, all the love, all the love for those women. Is there one time you hit a move that you wish you could take back for any reason? What do you mean? Just like, I don't know, like, you wish you could do it again or just like you, it didn't go the way you liked or anything like that? No. Not really. No. <laughs> well, what's... I just I always feel like no. If something I just always I always learn. You know I try and learn. So sometimes I you know if a if a move works and it hits perfect and it feels great, perfect. I'll keep it as part of my arsenal. Sometimes if something happens and like maybe the move doesn't feel right or I'm not executing it the way Black Widow would or Scarlett Johansson would, then you're like oh okay that's fine. I don't I don't have to do that as part of my arsenal. Um, but I think it's a crucial part of being a performer and being a WWE superstar is like, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, you'll find that you'll, you'll, um, you'll find out what works and what connects and what looks good, what feels great, what looks amazing, what looks impactful. Um, and, you know, as long as you put heart and passion and commitment into everything, then, you know, there's some stuff you'll keep, there's some stuff in your arsenal you'll keep and there's some stuff you won't. And lastly, what's the most memorable finish of your career? Memorable finish. I'm going to say this last Sunday, Money in the Bank. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. You know, being suplexed through, you know, being suplexed off a ladder and the last man standing match with Asuka was definitely up there. Um, but I think, you know, a combination of Sunday winning Money in the Bank and then cashing that in on the, cashing that in on Monday night. Like that's, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get, that's, nothing's bigger than that. Nothing's better than that. Like, I just, I, I love the little, like the, the, the little, I liked watching my feet scurry up the ladder. It really made me laugh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank Love you so that. much for taking the time to do this today. I really had a blast chatting with you. No, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I really appreciate your time and your energy. And just thank you so much for having Nikki ASH, almost a superhero, on your show. And <clears throat> it's him. It's him. Oh. Get it in one last time. Well, one last time. <laughs> There it is. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was Nikki Ash, everyone. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ryan. Have a great day. You Have too. a great night. You too. All right. I had an absolute blast chatting with Nikki Cross. She is such a positive ball of energy, and I learned a lot there. I, I really felt like uh, you got a good, good uh, perspective on how to create a new character for anyone out there looking to do the same. If you're a pro wrestler and you're in the industry and you're not, you know, obviously in WWE or something, I think there were a lot of good tips there that you can take from this conversation. Okay.
Until next time, make sure that you go follow Out of Character and subscribe to it on all the different podcast platforms. You got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I know there's a ton of different platforms. Make sure that you subscribe to Out of Character and go follow WWE on Fox on social media as well, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That's where you can find the video of this show every week and a lot more. Okay, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.